0: Welcome to Talk On To Walk On with Michelle Walters, the podcast that celebrates the power of conversation. In each episode, my inspirational guests will share their own stories, recalling times when conversations have led to pivotal moments in their life journey. You will hear about how those conversations and moments of positive self-talk have encouraged and empowered them to walk on to where they are now. The aim of Talk On To Walk On is to inspire us to use words with each other with ourselves that will change lives let's talk on to walk on and see where it leads This episode is kindly sponsored by Baltic Bespoke, creators of custom-designed garden rooms and luxury outdoor living spaces. From office spaces to cinema rooms, garden gyms, bars and cosy dens, Baltic Bespoke's modern, fully insulated garden buildings are tailor-made to your requirements. I absolutely love the garden room that they created for me, which doubles up as my studio. A beautiful separate space away from, but part of our home check out balticbespoke.co.uk and their fantastic Instagram site. So Samantha Messiah started drawing when she was just five years old after having endured a traumatic early childhood and so turned to art to help her to communicate and to heal. She's now taking the world by storm by combining her story with creating award-winning, hyper-realistic drawings of public figures which include Nelson Mandela, Oprah Winfrey, Princess Diana, Will Smith, Bob Marley and our wonderful Sir David Attenborough. Seeing really is believing and I urge you all to take a look at Samantha's website or her Instagram because when you look at her drawings, they honestly, they really do look like photographs. However, each one of her works is entirely constructed with pencil and charcoal, and I promise you, you'll be blown away. Samantha, not only is a fellow Scouser from our wonderful city of Liverpool with the most unbelievable gift, but you will hear how, by publicly opening up about her life experiences and truly embracing the power of conversation, how she is making real positive impact on those who are listening. Samantha, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast, Talk On to Walk On. Now, before we come to the power of opening up, I just want some context from you. So can you just please tell us about young Samantha and the fascinating story about how you began to express your feelings through your art? Thank you,
1: Michelle, for that wonderful introduction. (laughs) I'm so blessed, very grateful to be on this incredible show. So thank you so much. And yeah, so... A lot of people have asked me, you know, how did it start? How long have you been drawing for? And I'd say it was when I was five. So a lot of people, my stories, I can say for it. It's all, all there in all its glory. Um, and a lot of it was, you know, a lot of trauma that had happened between, you know, my, my parents, what I witnessed and what I'd experienced. And I was adopted, so I was taken out of that, that environment into a better one. But when I was taken out, I couldn't really speak I found it difficult to communicate what happened so I remember the social services has given me paper and a pot of pencils and I began slowly but surely drawing all my emotions drawing what, what was inside of me and be, being able to communicate with my artwork that way and then that slowly just developed I found that I was naturally very creative and I had an eye for detail um went on to school because again a lot of people have said Sam have you studied this professionally and no no I haven't I went on to school with the compulsory art class that everyone does and I remember the teacher saying to me oh wow Samantha artwakes were you know amazing we were studying like pop artists and like Roy Lichtenstein, Andy Warhol and um, Salvador Dali all these artists that I really love. And um she said what is it you want to be when you're older and I said I'd love to be an artist. And she basically sort of went on to say, that's not possible. Sort of suppressed Mm -hmm. my dreams and said, it's really difficult to make a living being an artist. And at a young age, I took that as right. I can't make it as an artist, I need to do something else. So I went on to doing fashion, went to university, did a placement with Alexander McQueen, which was amazing. But yeah, but afterwards I was like, this still isn't, isn't my passion. It's not fulfilling, it's, I don't like it. So I remember asking myself, Um, When I graduated university in 2012, I remember saying, what is it I want to do with my life? And I said, I want to be an artist. I've always wanted to be an artist. I've always been creative. So I began to pick up the pencils again, began to draw. In 2013, found a genre called hyperrealism. Which blew my mind. I was like, no way they pencil, no way they charcoal, they <laughs> photographs. And I began to research them on how to draw more realistically. Came across the grid technique, the grid method, which allows you to grid over your reference and pinpoint certain details and, and make sure that all the proportions are right to your eyes and your nose. And I believe a lot of that has come from what I've gone through, because with what I've gone through, what I'd obviously developed some mental health issues and some traumas around that like ptsd and hypervigilance and always looking over my shoulder but i do believe there's there's a blessing from that because with my mind working that way it's allowed me to see details a lot more than the average person so when i'm in somebody's house or for example looking at you right now what you're wearing i can go off this call And my partner said, okay, so what what was Michelle wearing? What colour lipstick was she wearing? What bobble did she have in her hair? And I can weirdly remember all of this. And some people have said, you've got a bit of photographic memory. I don't know what it is from, but I do love looking at the world in all its its details because when we
0: step back, we can truly appreciate it. So that's sort of a bit about how I've gotten to where I am now. Absolutely sensational. And I just love the fact that it's art. That has saved you in a way, isn't it? You know, um, that you've been able to express yourself through doing something that so many of us don't. I mean, we try and do our drawings and then we sort of a lot of people do give up, don't they? And I think what's interesting is, is that, you know, you probably I mean, you've got the you've naturally got a gift. But I suppose it's a lesson to us all that that we can do other things other than talking. Obviously, yeah. talking is important, so we'll come <laughs> on to that. But art, um, drama, other things outside of academic traditional academia um can massively, massively help you, can't it? You know, you Anything don't have crazy. to go the traditional academic route to to be a success in life Um, and in fact if you choose something creative it can not only bring you success but can bring you joy and happiness as well Um, so I love that I love your story around that Samantha so in terms of the draw just we'll stick to the drawings just for now I wasn't going to but I'm, I'm fascinated so I'm guessing there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that go into into these particularly the bigger pieces um do you have any have any sort of sort of perfectionism you know the perfectionism curse of the creator like when do you know when to put (laughs) the pencil down that's a good question that's actually um (laughs) it can be really difficult I know that I am a
1: perfectionist and there's both pros and cons to that like when you said like when do you know to put the pencil down and after I feel I've completed the drawing I'll always get my partner to come in and have a little look and he'll and I'll say to him do you like it is it good is it good and he's like. Samantha, it's freaking amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. But for me, sometimes I don't see my artwork the way other people see it. So when I've showcased it in exhibitions in London and New York and I had a little one um, a week ago and um, being able to exhibit my work, a lot of people see it differently. So a lot of people are quite shocked that it's it's a drawing. And to me, it's like, well, it's just what I do. It comes effortless to me. So it's really nice to, to see the reaction from the people that actually see Matt work in the flesh. It's a completely different experience. Um, but in terms of the drawing process, it's more a case I'm very confident in saying I can draw pretty much anything um, that I'd like because I have, I have the skill and I have the eye for it. And as long as I've got a really, you know, pretty decent um, photograph, like I've got a commission drawing coming up, which is a black and white photograph of a husband and white. And it looks like it's like a 1920, 1920s photograph, but it's going to be blown up big. Um, and I can be able to refine all those details, make it crisp, make it look a little bit more modern and not so blurry. So I actually enjoy that little bit of a challenge. And when I'm drawing, I tend to make sure to take breaks. It's so important to take breaks because I'll end up wanting to stab my pencil in the (laughs) way sometimes (laughs) because I'm like, no. And people think, yeah, I do love what I do. I wake up pretty much every day with this love for what I do. But some days I don't want to do it. Some days I want to stay in bed. I don't want to do it, but I think, Okay, who am I doing this for? I'm doing it for others. It's a beautiful gift that people can have something that means so much to them that they can cherish forever. And it's going to bring them joy every single day by looking at it. And it's such a beautiful way to explain it, because there's so many people who have had me draw their the loved ones who have passed away and to see their emotion like I feel like I'm getting emotional now I feel it in my heart to see their emotion when they mm. receive that artwork of whether it's the grandchildren or the mom and dad who have passed away or something you can see how much it means to them and I'm always putting myself in in their shoes so when I am drawing say so I'm drawing the renowned figures I'm always listening to the podcast the interviews I'm always learning about them and it gives mm. me A newfound sense of respect and appreciation for the person that I'm drawing. And the same when I'm doing for clients, for their commissions, even if it's a dog, I'll say, okay. (laughs) so give me some give me some traits like what's what's he like or, you know. and, And so I for me as an artist, I really like to feel the person I'm drawing, because if if I don't feel it, then
0: I don't enjoy it. I don't. Yeah. I don't really enjoy it, and yeah, and I want to be. Able to- I mean, and it it shows in the actual finished piece Samantha, it absolutely shows that you've one hundred percent, in fact, more dived into this under the layers of this particular person or figure or whoever it is you're drawing. It just screams out at you when you look at your your the finished pieces. So it's highly commendable. You've talked about in terms of motivation and struggle. You've talked. I've heard you talk about the fifty minute law of action. Um, can you just tell us how that works? Yeah, so that's really good. Um, I know it was, I think it's
1: Mel Robbins who talks about the five-second rule and it's yes. a similar concept. Five foot, that. three, two, one, go. Yeah. No, it's that. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So taking the action and I, a lot of, like, if someone was to say, okay, maybe pick one one thing that has contributed to all your success so far, what would it be? And I would say personal growth. So personal development, personal growth mindset is, just regardless of how good you are and how talented you are, if you've not got a mindset to do what needs to be done, you, you're going to fail all the time. You're not going to get to where you want to be. Um, so that's massively what's helped. And um, when I am drawing, so say, for example, I don't want to draw it. I'll say, can you do 15 minutes? Can you just do 15 minutes? I'm like, okay, so I'll sit down, pick up my pencil, put my timer on because I always have my timer on and I'll do 15 minutes. And 10 times out of 10, like literally 10 times out of 10, I'll look and it's been 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's the power of action. When we when we do the thing, we get more energy to keep doing the thing. It's like when you think, oh, I can't do the exercise. And then you think, you know what? Do five minutes. Just maybe walk up and downstairs five minutes or... Do some push-ups or something, you find that literally after you've taken action, you get more momentum to do it, to do more of it, to carry on. And that's what it is. People can like I love the the, the title of this um walk on to talk on. Talk on to walk, walk on. on, yeah. on. Yeah, I'm sorry, close enough, yeah, sorry that's about that. Right. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Talk on to walk on. But because it 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 relates to walking and talking, and it's it's like so many people They'll say what they want to do, and it's all knowledge. It's all in the mind. But they won't actually take any action. They won't walk it. They, they'll just they'll just keep talking. And it's and and that's what's been the trick. That's what's been the massive trick. I've I've said what I've wanted to do, but I've taken massive action. And how I've managed to take action is sorting out my paradigm, sorting out my subconscious beliefs, because they're the things that they could potentially self sabotage. 'Cause you're going in one direction, but your belief system's telling you another direction. So you need to change that belief system. So it's gonna lift you up with with what you wanna do in life. So that's been a massive contributing factor in everything that I've gone through. Um, I'm a massive advocate of personal development and um yeah, I've got lots of exciting things for the future in terms of um the foundation that was setting up and the academy. It's um yeah yeah massive
0: Michelle I'm so excited Uh, well you know what? as I said but your introduction it's not what's not so much more than the drawing I mean the drawing is immense but you come with so much more Samantha and uh, you you know you really do shine whenever you present and speak so and that is exciting so we will come back to what the future holds in a minute but you know in terms of the the, that this podcast which you just Very wonderfully mentioned again for me. Um, It's about celebrating the power of conversation and imagining a world where it's normal to open up um, about our life experiences and what's going on in our heads. So, you know, to give some context, we met on this parallel universe of Clubhouse. Um, So for those who don't know what Clubhouse is, I'll try and very briefly summarize that it's a place where people connect through the power of voice. Um, And whilst many people do go on there with a view to building their businesses, I think the main reason it's been successful is and people keep coming back. Is that it's become a place where if you find the right people to to communicate with, a place where you can share and be vulnerable Um, and listen to others share and be vulnerable um, and you can receive the most sensational advice. And having followed your journey on there in the last few months, um, you know, I'm, I'm in absolute awe of your openness and willingness uh, to share the story of your life and and your challenges and successes just so publicly. Um, so I just wanted to ask you for those. So if you could just talk us around that a little bit on, on your clubhouse experience. But I suppose the question I've got is, um, there's so many of us that, that hold back, from sharing what's going on in our heads and um, where does that come from for you I mean obviously you talked about how you expressed yourself through art as a child and that, that's pretty much that's still your main area of expression but without a doubt you are now publicly opening up verbally and it's without a doubt helping you heal but more importantly to you is helping others um where does that come from and how how has opening up really helped you Oh, it's massively
1: helped me. It's saved my life so many times. Um, I do believe if it was to narrow it down to one of the reasons why I think people don't open up is the fear of what other people may think of them. Mm-hmm. That is huge fear. Probably probably the worst fear in the world <laughs> is to have the fear of what other people think of you. The minute you don't you don't live in that place the minute when true liberation happens, when true freedom happens. And I think it came to me around my, sort of around my thirties, which was only, what, a year and a half ago, where it really, something shifted in me that I thought, you know what? I don't really care about what other people are going to think of me because there's nearly 8 billion people on the planet and you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And I keep saying that you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So there's no point in trying to make people like you. They're either going to like you or you don't. There's people who hated Mother Teresa. There's people who hated Gandhi. There's people who hated Jesus. And, you know, we, we look at these people like like saints and great do-gooders. And there's people that still hated them. So it's like there's no point. And I lived in that place of always wanting to please people. And all it did was make me feel make me feel hated because I used to have this expectation of the way people should act in a certain way. And again, that's another thing, have no expectations from anyone, no one at all, friends, family, because if you don't have any expectations, everything's a gift and then you won't get upset. So it's all these ways of learning and I'm learning this because of clubhouse clubhouse has been huge because it's allowed me to find my exact tribe of people instantaneously and I'm with these people every single day and it's changing my mindset and loads of people loads of successful people have said this but you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with and if you're surrounding yourself with you know the people who are energy vampires very negative they suck the life out of you they they don't believe in your dreams then that's you're going to become like that and I used to always think okay I've got all these dreams and then people you know wouldn't really support me in the way i thought i would have liked them to support me in it and i, I had a, I remember having like this this conversation with myself a few years back and i said sam if people can't believe in their own dreams how can you expect them to believe in yours and i was like oh yeah <laughs> oh my God, yeah, because I'm there thinking of them not believing in my amazing dreams, but they can't even believe in theirs, So how can you expect them to believe in yours? So after that epiphany happened, I was like, okay, I don't really, don't really care now. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was, there's a lot that's happened, but I'm so grateful that I have had the courage and confidence to open up publicly because since I've done that, since I've shared my story, my trauma, my abuse in all its forms, even the stuff that comes uh, um, which is obviously the, the PTSD, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, attempt—you know—suicide. When I start to talk about this, the amount of people that say, "Oh, it happened to me," or "I've been mm-hmm. through that," or "Thank you for sharing," "Oh, I don't feel so alone anymore." Mm-hmm. And then you begin to realize, "Hang on a minute, I don't feel so unique anymore because I've thought it's I'm you <laughs> know real <laughs> terrible and all."
0: Yeah, massively strengthening for you as well as you then inspiring other people as too and it's validating them and it's validating you and it shows that you're not alone it's massively powerful it's massively powerful it's okay and the only reason why I feel like I'm reaching
1: a point of huge success is because I've allowed myself to openly share whether it's you know on social media because I'm you know I'm quite big on social media um, or whether it's just to a close friend family member or friend, whether it's to a therapist, whatever, it's so important to get it off your chest. And people who say, no, it's fine to keep it all in, I don't I don't agree in that. And if you can say you've kept in all your trauma from all your life and you're living a fulfilled, happy, successful life in all areas of life, then, okay, well, what's your secret? But I do believe you need to get it out somehow. Mm. Um, Creativity is great exercise is great talking is obviously fantastic getting therapy um but you realize the more you do this the more you open up it actually gives you space for all the good to come in so i wasn't allowing all the good in my life i wasn't open, open up enough to receiving all the wonders of life since i well the minute i decided to offload all that crap that's when i allowed room for all the good to come in so it's been massively transformational and um it's been huge and i can see the transformation in myself literally in six months from January 2021 to, to August now there's been a massive shift like my confidence has gone way up because I'm around those people who are like you know this is amazing
0: keep doing what you're doing yeah mm. so in terms of is there any one in particular person who said anything really I mean you've probably got a list um but you, yes. uh, from two elements from first of all your personal element so who has anybody in particular said something to you on, on on clubhouse um that has made a massive difference to you but all from a personal perspective but also i'll follow that up with a business perspective as well because you're a creative and it bit from many creatives i know business doesn't instinctively come easily it doesn't come easily to anybody to yeah. be honest but particularly for an artist so just two questions there is there anyone in particular who said something really powerful that stayed with you in terms of that keeps you stronger motivated to keep sharing and and keep doing what you're doing. And also from a business perspective.
1: Yeah. So I'd say that if we, if we were looking at it from in the past, somebody that's really helped me, I'd say it was my adopted mum, Alice, Alice Clark. She used to always say to me, Gail, you're going to go far. Gail, you're you're always amazing. (laughs) And that's a thing, isn't it? Like a little and thing. Yeah, "Yeah, Gail, Gail. (laughs) And she just, she gave me a lot of tough love. She was quite tough. But at the same time, I don't think I'd be personally am today if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for her. And she really did believe in my creative abilities. She didn't want mm-hmm. to say, no, get a real job or no, mm-hmm. do law or something else. She was like, <laughs> I'm gonna go far, keep doing what what um what you love doing. And she always used to say to me, which kept me grounded and very humble. She always used to say to me, um, remember where you come from. Remember where you come from, Gail, no. remember where you come from. And she, she'd say, I remember, you're never better than anyone else. She said, you may be better off, you may have a house, you may have more money, you may be better off, but you're never better than somebody else. And I was like, wow. So I'd say, hey, and then obviously my partner's been incredible. He's just been my, my anchor and my I'm a rock. Um, in terms of business, and um, this probably comes from quite a lot of people, especially on Clubhouse. One, And it was from John Lee and Rob Moore, really, these two incredible um, entrepreneurs, people on Clubhouse. And they kept on, I was in a room over and over again, and I kept on drilling into me. In any area of business, if you don't know how to market your business, your service or your product, you're you're not going to succeed. And it really allowed me to understand what marketing was. And it really Mm. allowed me to think, oh, okay, so I've been doing my art our business I registered as a business this December the 16th on my birthday 2014. What's that maybe like nine years ago? Um and for about seven and a half, eight years, I've struggled. My artwork, everyone said your artwork's amazing, you know, I'm surprised you don't sell for hundreds of thousands of pounds. But I've always struggled and I'd be like, what what am I doing wrong? And like you said, creatives, we don't have that business savvy mindset. We have to develop it and work on yeah. the marketing, the, the promotion. The PR, the invoices, the receipts, the emails, finding clients, and then it it dawned on me over literally my business in 2021 alone has made more. I've I've made more money than I have in four years of my mm-hmm. whole business together. Which is like wow, we're only six months in the year, and it's like okay, so what have I done? Marketing. I've researched and understood how to market my service, say like my what I do, and also to share. I was always quite timid to tell people what I did. Um, and I remember somebody, I don't know who it was, but somebody said the worst thing for any business is obscurity. No one knowing you exist. Mm. So you could be the, most, the greatest podcaster, the greatest artist, greatest singer, but if no one knows you exist, then... Absolutely.
0: absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, and you do. You think it's potentially just going to come to you? If you have, I'll I'll get a bit of a website. I'll, I'll keep going. I'll keep creating. I'll just tell a few people about it. I won't shout about it because the the drawings are amazing. But but you're probably just telling people who you already know and love, love and adore you anyway, and they're not necessarily going to buy from you or you know get that. Mm -hmm. But you, you know, it's just. The fact that you've gone onto the app and gone and found the right people to listen to, I think that there's a bit of a filter process in there, isn't yes, there, there as is. well? And um, so it just takes some time to find the quality people in there, but they are there, and uh, it's definitely worth the effort and and keep going back as well because it, it, it learning is just endless when it certainly when it comes to the business world and 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 your world and and creatives just want to instinctively stay in their comfort zone and create, don't they? And um, but certainly now i know um your partner's coming on board is yeah, that right you're saying board, uh, yeah. so there's your, so this happy. massive acceleration um massive. in the last six months that you're now going to be working together and what's that going to be like are you, is that a bit scary or are you excited or both i'm super <laughs> excited and
1: um, it was funny because after we decided it he just said to me why haven't we thought about this sooner and we both agreed well we weren't there mentally to do it together yeah. and we we didn't really see the results so so how the results that I'm getting now we didn't see them so the income that I'm getting now and and the demand and the the sort of renowned people I've got to sit we've got royalty again I can't name that but that's going to be epic I've got um, a collaboration with with a a royal member and it's like wow and Andy was like right we because I've got someone now doing my website, which is going to be a new website launch um, this month. I've got a, a book as well, which I'm so excited! I've got a book which is literally just an art photo book, which is of some of my best artworks, and the quality is gorgeous. So that's going to be the first 100 copies are going to be signed for. So I'm really excited, and um, and there's just so much growth and and it's exciting. And that's the thing; it's so important to find to find something that excites you and the things that you find difficult or a chore if you can pass them on to somebody else and that's what I'm doing now for 8 years 8 years I've been a one man band as an artist I've been doing everything myself and it's been it has been stressful but the one the one major factor is I never give I never gave up I was consistent constantly and the ninth year is where I'm reaping everything I've sowed I am reaping it fully like yeah and my our bellies are so full and stuffed at the moment <laughs> <So
0: it's laughs> I like, love it. oh my
1: god yeah <laughs> so now he's on board he can help with the invoicing you know the client clients the messages i've got like seven social media platforms I've got emails and it's just nice for me to be able to focus on my artwork i like have got a new art desk that's going to be coming today which is going to be really nice um and he can he's really good at that because his job before this was of doing like will writing and it was quite like that lawyer mentality type of base role and so he's really good with that type of stuff so mm. it's like well both of us are bringing in more money than his job you know so why don't you just come and do it together yes. I gave him the freedom because we have so many yes. things so many exciting we've got so many um client like holidays and and you know I've been invited to a show in Australia where he interviews artists and I'm like oh my god and I'm like and Andy even thought how are we going to do this because I only get like what 28 days holiday <laughs> in my hands <laughs> but that's the beauty of yes freedom and flexibility, flexibility
0: and having cut your own control of your own destiny exactly um but, but what's interesting and you talked about social media before I know I noticed I had a quick look before and it's, you've got over 50,000 now and people sometimes think oh oh it's another influencer or it's this you know I'm just talking just very generalized now but from what you've just said there my god have you put the work in samantha you know you talk about this is your ninth year of having a bloody you know on top of honing your craft all your life you know it doesn't come quickly does it it doesn't come quickly and you know and what i love now is that you're using that not only using it to accelerate your business growth but you're obviously using it to open up again about your experiences and again one of the quotes I I saw you say on there is I was going to take my own life but I picked up a pencil instead I mean that's just so incredibly powerful what was the reaction to that Light. what was the reaction did you get from that what it was pretty
1: pretty much everyone was just saying thank god you didn't and thank god you're still here And one of my I go to a professional framers to get my artwork framed here in Chester and he said and he just said it really upset me seeing that oh. and I was like oh because we've he, got a bit of a connection he's quite yeah. he's old he's an old boy and he was oh, I can't believe you know why would such a bubbly you know energetic positive person want to do that and and that's another thing to those eight nine years of being you know I've only been self-employed like just doing my artwork full-time for a year so for eight years, I've been having part-time jobs in retail and jewelry shops and all the stuff. And then I've obviously been going up and down with my mental health, you know, wanting to, you know, kill myself. But you know, and there's a lot of people who have who are in that place where they they can't think of a way to get out. But if you allow, and what I realized what it was that was doing that is because I was suppressing my emotion. I was constantly suppressing. What I wanted to feel. And the only way my body knew how to, you know, want to heal from that is it's like, okay, so if you're not going to allow yourself to heal, then, well, you know, you're going to suppress all this. Then it's going to go into your mindset that you don't want to be here anymore because you feel like crap all the time. And the minute when I started to open up and the minute when I started to focus constantly on all the good in my life, and that's key, Mm. constantly, you've got a choice, constantly focus on the good, even put reminders all around your house on post it notes, all around the wall. And that really helped me really zone in to all the amazing stuff in my life. And the more I focused on that, the less I focused on the craft. And Mm. it was really, really powerful. So literally, that's sort of what I've been doing is just focus on all the good and taking taking consistent action, being authentic as best as I can on social media and sharing my story. And you know what? Some people, it's going to upset. Some people are going to be, you know, I think 99.99% has all been positive. People are so happy and people are like thank you for sharing because it's given other people the yeah. the permission to do the same. And that's all I want. And I really want to help people. I want to add value and I want to give.
0: I love that. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, you know, you talk about gratitude and um I know it plays a big part in your life, doesn't it? Um, so tell us how you draw on gratitude I've got a, a quote that I've written here about gratitude it says a grateful mind is a great mind which eventually leads to great things yes. um, and I just love that and I when I, I wrote it down because of when I was preparing for today because I just know that you're big into gratitude and and, and you also talk about life happening for you and not to you and that how we build mental strength and re- resilience around life's tough times so, how has gratitude played its part during those tough times, and and how is it helping you still today?
1: Yeah, um, I'd say recently it's played a huge part because I have been practicing gratitude every single day consistently for for months. Whereas, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't, I wasn't, I felt like I've got nothing to be grateful for, which, which I actually had. But it's only been recently, and again, thanks to Clubhouse and being around such such grateful people like genuinely giving and grateful and just radiate so much love. It's helped me realize that it's a choice. It's just a choice. And it's like a muscle. It's just a muscle. You're focused. If you're focused on all the crap and all of this person and all the criticism and all the blame, if you kept on focusing on that for years and years and years, that muscle is going to be really strong. So the muscle that's about gratitude and love and appreciation and, and forgiveness and that's going to be quite weak. So we need to develop that muscle. And literally for the past, for the whole of 2021, I've been developing that muscle. Mm. And it's been difficult, but now it's really strong, nearly as strong as the other one, because things are obviously so much more. Like I'm waking up with a grateful heart. I do gratitude every morning and every night. And the gratitude that I do is 10, write down on, on a piece of paper, 10 things you're grateful for. However, the first five, or what you're grateful for right now. It could be, I'm grateful for water, I'm grateful for the sunshine coming through, I'm grateful for this lovely bed. And then the next five things are things that you still yet to receive. So you say them in the present tense. So say, for example, one of my one of my goals is to um, hand deliver uh, an artwork of Oprah and her family to Oprah Winfrey. So I, one of my gratitude is I'm so happy and grateful. Um, I now... Um, delivered or gave my artwork to Oprah winfrey she gave me a really beautiful warm hug she smelled like apricots and coconut <laughs> And <then laughs> just got really involved in it but it made me happy and it's like okay so my brain is saying okay so there's what she's already grateful for because when we are grateful for something what we what our brain associates that with is that it's already happened whenever you're grateful for something it's because you've already got it you never so really yeah, you're never grateful for something you've not not got. So your brain also, the minute I say I'm grateful for technology, it's like, yeah, because I've got a laptop. I'm grateful for Michelle because she's here right now. I'm grateful for my car. I'm grateful <laughs> for my body. We're grateful for anything we say we're grateful or thankful for. It's because we've already got it. If someone passes you a gift, to say thank you. But how, how about saying what you're grateful for of the things that you want and that you've not yet received and keep putting that out in the universe? And I've been doing this. And I'm noticing I'm actually getting
0: <laughs> what <Well>, I'm <laughs> grateful for Jurgen Klopp coming on my podcast. Here we go. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> That's what I mean.
0: And it's I'll give that a go, present. Samantha
1: every yeah. day all yeah. day <laughs> I do it every single day so I'm I'm doing him um, I've been doing things of like him sitting celebrities that I want to work with and I'm saying I'm so grateful that we got to meet so grateful that I traveled first class on a virgin plane to see them and, <laughs> and I feel awesome and that's another thing changing your state of being changing your vibration that you're in Um, when we're going forward with the foundation I've got my my artist mission and my artist vision that me and my partner got together the other day and it was beautiful because one of them is to build a community where we can save help and save lives through the power of art creativity and personal growth and I wanted that okay be because personal growth is huge it's a it's it's like a, another jigsaw puzzle that's going to help your life just take it to the top Um, like gratitude personal growth and um, art, creativity and um, all of this combined it's just helped me so much. So gratitude is huge and every single body has got something to be grateful for everyone. I'm even grateful for my mom and dad. Now we're going to go into detail, but if I went into proper detail about all the stuff they did to me, people would be like, how could you ever be grateful for them? Mm. And I'm like, well, look at my life now. I'm grateful because I'm here now. So it's like, thank you. You know, thank you. I'm having an art exhibition. Um, all being well at the end of this year. Thank you. you now I've got a book. Thank you. I'm doing this full time. If that didn't happen, would I be where I am? So it's changing your perspective on things and realizing, like I said, life is happening for you, not to you. There's a lesson in everything. There's a blessing in everything. And there's something to be grateful for in everything as well. So
0: that's how I like to live now. It, it, that is just phenomenal and and there's forgi- a lot of f- this forgiveness in there as well isn't it you're never going pr- to probably forget but that forgiveness is so powerful and and empowering to you because they th- you know that those they, those people no longer have that hold on you and that gives you freedom doesn't it massively you know? liberating yeah yeah i love that Samantha thank you thank you for that i mean honestly everything you're sharing i'm just like i'm nodding away i'm like I've, I, did, <laughs> I think well i've got nothing to add so i'll just move <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> because it's so powerful and I just almost <laughs> want to leave it. Every time you speak, I want this like pause and say to everybody, are you listening? Are you taking notes? Because this, this is, this is powerful stuff. Um, and you are, you're incredibly inspirational. And just just coming back to, to your adoptive parents. Um, and I know you lost them, um, didn't you? And, and that, that, that's tough, isn't it? Because they'd obviously given you so much and, and naturally, like we've just talked about how you're grateful you are to them as well as your 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 real parents for want of a better phrase um after losing them did you feel were you with Andy then or were you were you very much alone or how did you get through that because gr- gr- there's no rules to grief is there um and is, was there anything anybody in particular said to you that helps you get through that time um so yeah there's grief's grief
1: it's gonna come in waves it's yeah it's not nice. Now with the mindset I've got now, I'm 31 and after losing like pretty much everyone that I love apart from obviously Andy, um, it, it has given me a lot of wisdom and a lot of respect for life. And it's also given me um how important it is to spend quality time with those you love. So you don't know when life can take be taken away from you. And um my dad died when I was nine i got i got a member of the social worker telling me that and i wasn't actually really that bothered because i didn't like him and my mom died i was actually we would we would to so my my adopted dad to so in order my adopted died when i was when i was 14 and that was really hard in school i didn't really know how to cope so that's I just, a tough
0: age yeah any I age just, is a tough age but exactly.
1: 14 is 14 so and, and he yeah he passed away of cancer so we had to watch him slowly deteriorate and I remember go, before going to school I'd have to him um, I'd help him put his socks on his feet and at the time obviously like gross toenails ugh. but now looking back I'm so grateful I had those moments
0: yeah you know because we
1: cherish those moments and when he passed away I remember just zoning into my my studies in school just getting my grades zoning zoning and I just and I didn't. I remember my adopted mum saying, "You're not really that upset about Vinny," but obviously we be we ups, upset in different ways. Vinny helped me to um, trust in men again because of my dad be, of, of Jama- being from Jamaica and what he'd done. I had this this belief that all black men were, were evil and nasty. Mm. But my adopted dad was of African um, heritage, and he was amazing. So he helped me believe that because I was scared and and. So it should have been with all the stuff that had happened to me. And um, but he allowed me to say no, trust him. not everyone that, that that skin shade is evil. <laughs> it's just because you've had a really bad experience and it makes sense. But he allowed me to trust in men again. He gave me that that lovely fatherly love and he'd be like him, um, and um, sweet dreams, Gail, and he'd have like a, he'd love singing his um, is Elvis Presley and he'd shake his shoulders and he'd be like Ruck, <laughs> Ruck. and he, he just had a really good vibe about oh, him I love that. So, yeah so he passed away 14 and then I'd met Andy at university when I was 18 and I got a phone call on and it wasn't on a night out it was in in the afternoon from the service saying Sam your mum's been found dead in here um in her house obviously a few days later she died of a brain hemorrhage she was a really bad alcoholic as well so I was just like what you do with that at uni you're all getting ready to go on on the town and drink so I just went on the town and drank and just drank mm-hmm. um and then it wasn't long after that when I was 21 or was it 20 just ten and 21 I got a phone call saying Samantha you need to get down because Alice is, is um dying of cancer so we we went oh. down I got to hold a hand while she took a last breath And all of that death. And so I had this, I grew up and it was hard because, again, if anyone's listening to this now, I I understand how it feels when you can hear people saying, oh, just do this, just think positive. Your life's going to be better. There could be someone else worse off. And you sitting there thinking, yeah, but that's all right for you to say because of what I've been through. And I've been in that place where I thought no one understands the pain. No one understands what I'm going through. No one's lost not one set of parents, but two at, under the age of 21. And and I'm just like, the, God hates me. You know, why is this happening? And obviously now I've put a new a, a new sort of mindset, like a new belief, a new, a new idea around that. And it's, it's, well, Sam, it's happened to you, so you can lead the way and be light for others to say, listen, it's happened to me too, and look where I am. So they can help believe in themselves again. And not only of loss of losing my parents and feeling utterly alone, um, and having nowhere to go on Christmas one year when I was eighteen, my partner Andy, I'm still we've been together for twelve years, ago, incredible. And um, he and his family said, "Come stay with stay with us." And mm. Literally a, a day or two before Christmas, all ran out and got me presents, and it was so beautiful. Um, and then you know, fast forward to recently, nine months ago, I'd given birth to my son Owen, first yeah. ever baby. I and mean, that's still pretty raw because it's only nine months ago, and you know he was five months old, so I could feel him kick. And you know he passed away in the womb with with complications, and that was again another horrendous life experience where it almost almost um, took my own life because of. Um, but it's I'm beginning to realise now, and one of the, again one of the key things why I'm changing is because I'm surrounding myself with really amazing people, and not physically. People go, yeah, but I can't. And it's like, have you got access to the internet? Have you got access to YouTube? Listen to Tony Robbins, listen to Simon Sinek, listen to Jim Quick or um, I don't know, even Oprah Winfrey or Les Brown. Listen to these people and you'll find them and just listen to them over and over and over and over again. And there, you're surrounding yourself with them. You're surrounding mm. yourself with them. So it doesn't need to be physically and that's what I'm doing on Clubhouse. Um, but it's because of that, I'm giving new meaning to these things and I'm giving new meaning to them where instead of being the victim or thinking for oh, me oh god hates me or why me I'm thinking okay this is for me how can it how how has it made me stronger how is it what how has it impacted my life positively what's it helped me do or achieve is it give, is it giving me more appreciation for life can I then go on to to help others and do work with charities of miscarriage and baby loss and people of adoption and children who have been abused. And it's given me new meaning and, and new, new purpose in life because I've been through that and I've survived. And it's like, it's like the, is it the four minute mile? If someone's done it, it gives, it gives the room for other people to do it. And it's like me, if I've gone through that much trauma and there's still more, but I've, <laughs> I've gone through all of that much trauma. <laughs> and I'm still here and not only am I still here I'm thriving and I'm at a really incredible place then I believe that other people
0: can do the same so yeah wow I mean again I can only express my utter admiration um to you Samantha around sharing your story because you really I mean people talk about a journey now that is one hell of a journey um, and for you to come out of the other side of that with such positive, beautiful energy um, it, it is, I, I really do um, bow down to you. Um, because, you know, you, you, you talk about, say, if we just speak about, for example, that when you talk about your beautiful son, um, you know, there's so many people out there that have gone through baby loss um, and miscarriage at various times. And it's just still not really talked about, is it? which is phenomenal in this unbelievable in this day and age. Um I mean I, I, I many years ago I did I I miscarried and you just didn't talk about it but I'm I'm really shocked that it's sort of still that way now. It's almost like a fact of life, you just sort of got to get on with it. Um and to hear your story and how you talk about it, um, I know you did a podcast, so I will I will reference that with, with, with a bit more detail around around that experience. Um if if you want people want to look up, look up that podcast that Samantha did. Um it, it's a phenomenal story um, and incredibly powerful. Um but women and men will we'll hear you speak and they will feel heard they will feel understood um and validated in their feelings and you know again it's just it it, it can only help and the, that you're actually serving people through your experience you're taking what happened to you and Helping others to get through it and for them to heal. Um, so, in terms of opening up and uh, on that and, and around your grief, as, in terms of losing two lots of parents, um, you know how. Uh, my hats off to Andy. I have to say, I want to go and give him the biggest hug in the world. Uh, <laughs> we have I mean. our silent <laughs> partners, don't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're just, yeah.
1: God bless he's, he's from... brilliant. And you know, after six months after he lost his son and um, he lost his dad and his dad was meant to be walking me down the aisle so it was like three sort of father figures well one well one of my biological wasn't really father figure but and it was just like wow and it's like if life can do that to us then it's like come on come on bring us some bring more because we've gone through all yeah. that and we mm. it's like it feels like we're untouchable always no, we're not but it gives us that wow like reminding us ourselves of how strong we are always yes reminding yourself of all your wins, no matter how small, all your achievements, all your resilience, Um, you, you know, because it's these things that really help us realise the amazing human beings that we are. Um, And with, like you said, with, with Erwin, and I will be, um, it's his birthday on the 22nd of October, and I will be in honour and in memory. I'll be drawing a picture of, it's not of him, but it is of his little hand with his little fingernails on my finger. Um, it's beautiful and that we took at the hospital and you know i'll be sharing that i'll be doing videos on it and i'll be just sharing how important it is to, to talk about it dissolve the shame dissolve the shame there's, there's no shame in it it's the reality the harsh reality of life it happens no one talks about it because everyone's like oh just have another baby and it's like no that's that's not the right thing to say and mm-hmm. as well there's not much aftercare for couples whether you aren't, you're single or you're together, there's hardly any aftercare. When you come at home from the hospital, empty handed is probably one of the worst feelings to go through because
0: you just like, Honestly, we were for three months. It shattered dreams, months. isn't it? Because what? when you you're pregnant, you, you you whole you you suddenly see everything in the future. It's a whole yeah, lifetime that you can't help but see and visualize and get excited by. And you know, from from buying your baby clothes to exactly. picturing walking them down the aisle or being at their wedding or graduation or football matches, you, you can't help but just. It, it's a shattered dream of the future of you know and, and it's starting how, again from a blank how is this how is know. this
1: happening again How how is this happening and I was just like oh my god and not not only that was the fact that at the 12-week scan we found out that there was problems and he wouldn't make it so we had the option to abort or go natural and I was like well now I'm vegan I feel guilty standing on an ant or a snail I am not gonna be doing that so we went natural and we wasn't expecting to go so far but it was another 12 weeks and I think that was the most difficult because we were carrying and taking time on kept on going back to scans and he kept on growing my my belly was growing my boobs were growing and Mm. it was waiting every time we went just waiting for them to say right the heartbeat stopped like let's get them out that's all we were waiting for Was
0: there anybody in particular that you you lent on at that time obviously you had each other but you didn't have your parents but any, any professional support at all? I mean was there anyone who just gave you something to, start well, was, to think about or focus on to get you through it? There's, there was probably, well, I didn't reach out to many
1: people because, because again, I, I felt I, on the 12-week I wanted to share it on social media. Mm. And then it was really difficult to tell anyone, like, and these more and more close friends, because I had to say to them, right, we have got news, but it's not good, because you can't start off saying I'm pregnant because the first reaction is, oh, congratulations, mm. say, But... You know, I'm waiting for the baby to die. That was the reality of it. So it was like, oh God, how are we going to tell people? So it didn't really tell many people. I and mean, when I eventually shared it on a video and after I'd given birth a few months later, people were shocked because people that had known me for a while didn't even know I was pregnant. So it's like, it's always like mm-hmm. two... Two griefs. Oh, Sam's pregnant, but the baby's going to die. Oh my God, so sad, so sad. And then another another bit of news. Right, the baby's born, but but we're having the funeral. So it's like I didn't want to do that to to people. So it was Mm -hmm. only kept it close Two people that helped me a lot. She well, mate of Jandy, but the two other people were Scarlett O'Connor. She's on Clubhouse. Scarlett O'Connor. She's a um NLP practitioner and she does a lot of coaching and she coached me and we were actually doing coaching at the time for stuff from my past but then I found I told her about I'm pregnant and this is what happened so we switched it and focused on the issue right now so she helped me through that and I'm grateful for Scarlett so much for that and the second person was actually a book and she's on social media and it was an amazing book her name is Zoe Clarks and it was the baby loss survival guide amazing book mm-hmm. they had some um, just amazing book it was literally the guide on like and it had loads of different people's stories. Some of mine. Some who have lost the baby at like who have lost the baby at like um, second trimester or third trimester, and even people who have lost babies after they've been born in the first twelve months of the baby, you know, being alive. And it was it really did help. So that they're probably the two main things that I tend to. And um, other than that, I'm not really a, a, a holy person. I'm more spiritual. It's so a lot of prayer, mm. a lot of, you know, very emotional prayer, mm. just saying, God, help me and just waiting for that, waiting for the baby to be born and then the, and then the ceremony. And then we're going to actually go see him later on today with some flowers. He's got a little, a little plot in a baby garden here in Chester.
0: It's beautiful. Um And we've got a little night in the garden. And, and, and this, you, you're, you're again, you've been incredibly powerful in your opening up about your experience. That, does, that, does that really help you the more you talk about it? Because some people, like you say, hide, you know, bury their feelings, um, you know, in terms of what advice would you give to somebody who was going through, not necessarily just babe, anything at all, to, to really be brave and open up? How does it help you? Thinking of it from other people's perspectives and even myself
1: you know past it is it can be difficult don't talk about something if you're think no actually because i don't want to tell people don't do this and do this it's up to you what you want to do um i find if you are not fully healed, not i wouldn't say fully but let's say 80 percent healed mm. if you talk about it you're going to just your eyes out and be a mess which is not so great because if you want to get yourself it's probably
0: the time to, t- to seek professional help perhaps exactly. that's the but in terms of sharing publicly the, yes. there's a the, distinction isn't there, between getting professional private help uh, and exactly. be, being able to be that mess and and, and be completely open yeah. to then being a bit more healed yes. and and having that strength to share your experience to help other people um, so how how be on a, more of a social public platform
1: yeah, so how I'm doing it now is before I tell anybody, so without getting emotionally attached, because Owen's still quite fresh. Yes. Sometimes it's going to upset me. Sometimes my past is going to upset me. Christmases, I'm like, oh, I wish I had my mum and dad, and oh, and it does, it gets me upset, that's fine. And I allow myself to, to cry, allow myself to have a little grief, and then I get on with life and, and I have fun. Um, but one thing that's really helping me, and, ha- and I think we're this feels like this newfound confidence has come from is I'm thinking of the audience and thinking of the people always mm. when you go in so and it was I think it was a Neil and AJ Gupta the them on Clubhouse if you come from a place of thinking of how can I save, how can I add value how can I help others mm. then you're not when you get onto stage you're not going to be scared when you get on a podcast. You're not going to be scared because you yeah. you're constantly, you're putting it down on them. When you feel nervous or afraid or, oh God, it's because you're thinking about you yes. and what do you think about me? And Or what if I do something wrong? What if I mess up? Ooh, and that if you think, you know, how can I save? It really helps.
0: Yeah. They, they, I mean, there is a saying, it's not about me. It's about the impact. You can make. It's not about you. It's about the impact you can make. But I do also think it is about you too. But I think if, like no. you say, if you put that person, or if you can help one person, I think yeah. that's what I sometimes try to do. And I have that nervousness about speaking publicly. And exactly. um, I, I, you know, I'm becoming a lot more open. Um, I'm learning as well. These past six months, like you say, it's been a real eye opener. Um, and I'm, I'm slowly um, opening up. Hence, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast. It really has evolved um, out of the pandemic out of my year of reflection and then clubhouse came along at the same time in the middle of it all and and accelerated that whole power of conversation that's where this has come from you know it's it has evolved out of me listening to other people and hearing oh it's not just me that feels this way <laughs> i feel what? validated you know um but i do remember we talk about that we are both um, super fans of the gupta family aren't we and 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 they have some amazing sayings and that is one of the ones that that, that they say it's not about you It sounds, sounds a bit harsh but not about you it's about the impact you oh, can I, make yeah but I do think I, I put my own little twist on any quotes, and I go, well, actually, no. If it's helping me as well, I'll do it for them. But actually, exactly. when I get, you can't help but feel good if you get something back saying, "Thank you," just a simple "Thank you." I could really relate to what you said there. That helped me, and it's incredible how people do message you, and 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 um, that again through the power of social media. It has its critics. But I think there's more good to be done on there than what? there is the, the, the negativity. If you you have to just block out that negativity, um, so let's talk about um, you now and what's next for Samantha um, and what we know you best for as Samantha the artist. Um, <laughs> what's the vision? You know, you you you've hinted briefly that that you know your business has accelerated. You've talked about combining your art with. Your skill for personal development, and um what's what's the vision, and how are you going to weave in the power of opening up into that vision? Yeah,
1: I mean. you'll probably see by my smile, I'm just so <laughs> happy when I think about it. And you've so got happy. a gorgeous smile, Samantha. Just oh, just, thank I'm, you. I'm oh, well, got well, many braces. Got many braces in the house, but um, it's um, so it does link in to going in the future. And it was just what you said before about the given when when you're. When you're doing this, yes, there's part of it that is about me. But I've realised how can I give the best version of myself? Um, I can't give the best version of myself if I'm a blubber and mess. (laughs) (laughs) I need to make sure that, you know, it's the same with what I'm doing going forward. Um, I will allow myself maybe to get emotional on a podcast or a video. And that's me and that's fine. But at the same time, I'm always thinking. if I'm I'm thinking from a different point, point of view as, The me I wish, so if I was like 15, I'd love someone like me now to be there for me. The person I am now, if I was 15, I think I'd love to have a future, like 31-year-old Samantha here right now just giving me wisdom and guiding me and things like that. And that's what I like to be for people. What would you say to that 15-year-old? It's going to be hard now. Trust me, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out perfectly fine. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get a lot more SHIT thrown at you, um, but it's okay, you can handle it. You can more than bloody well handle it. So keep, just keep going, keep going. Ignore, ignore the naysayers, ignore the naysayers. They've got their own journey, none of your business. Just focus on your path, your path only, and bright, be bright, just shine bright. And that that brightness that you shine it's going to allow other people to do the same. So just keep going. So yeah, I'd probably just say that, that everything's going to be okay. And that's all we want is that reassurance. You're doing okay. Everything's going to be okay. Like I'm 31. I know that life's still going to throw some curve balls at me, but I feel like I'm ready because I've got a newfound mindset and a belief that life's happening for me. And there's always mm-hmm. something Um, something. But yeah, going forward, sort of with my mission and my vision, which means I wrote it on the wall, I'm still... Even though I know it in my mind, it's nice to have it there and then. But the mission is obviously um, creating the perfect luxury gift that keeps on giving for generations to come by immortalizing those special moments we hold dear um, with art that you and your loved ones can cherish forever. And which is so beautiful, and the group does really help me to help me to see that and to help me to see what I do as a gift and that it's how it can be cherished by families. Mm. Um, which was beautiful because I'd never really seen it like that. And that's why I'm now, um, when I'm handing over my artwork to people, I, if they're comfortable, I'll say, "Can a video record you?" Because everyone gets emotional, and it's quite yeah. beautiful. Um, and it's like, when was the last time you received the gift that brought you to happy tears? Not many people can say it. So that was the mission and the vision, which is makes me more excited. Which is, um, obviously, our vision is to help you see what is most important to you and cherish that forever with art and creating that everlasting rare gift that that brings you joy every single day. And it was this bit, to build a community where we can save, help and save lives through the power of art, creativity and personal growth. Now, I've already designed my um, my logo for the foundation and the academy. So going forward, going forward in the six months, six months going forward, there's a lot happening in terms of my art book launch, which is a beautiful photo, beautiful hardback. Which keep an eye out on Instagram and whatnot. Um, new exciting collabs with celebs and, and royalty. Um, it's going forward. Um, having my first ever solo exhibition, which is every artist stream. That'll be October, November. Um, also seeing going to Tony Robbins in Florida to do with the big um, is it UPW? Oh, it's um one of the mindset course um events. I can't quite think of it, but doing that this year. Wow. And then I know, it's so much. I'm like, we've only got six months to squeeze all this amazing stuff in. (laughs) Um, And then and then next, after that will be, obviously, future exhibitions. It will be setting up my academy membership because I get so many people asking me, do you want to draw like me? And my membership is going to also have tutorial videos um, and it'll be maybe in, like, a stage of, like, bronze, silver and gold. Um, So what what are they called? Um, Bronze, silver, gold. I'm Trying to think of the word so so,
0: le- like 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 a it's a different level of offering, isn't I it? Like just different. so you, like, yeah, yeah. Different levels of options and maybe yeah. the gold one and maybe a one-on-one. So you can sure. make it accessible to everybody. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because yeah. you do, do give a
0: lot away, me. don't you, Samantha? I you do, do, a lot do on, give on a lot on your on your
1: Instagram. And I do try and get back to everyone's message, but it's getting to the point where it's becoming difficult. So yeah, I want to do something now where something's there for people to to do and to have to learn to and not only that there's going to be videos on there about mindset and cultivating you know habits and and um success plans and changing your beliefs because i've been working on personal development for like 10 years me and my partner and we just wanted to share all this information with so many when you have something that is going to change people's lives the best thing you can do is share it just share it it's going to help it's going to turn this world into a beautiful more empowered place and that's what we all want we want a nicer peaceful world. And um, so there's no point in keeping all this information. You, you've got to get it out there. And then also in terms of the foundation, which I'm really excited about. So the money that comes from the academy, that's going to go towards the foundation, which is going to help set up foundations globally and also create centers where children from any background and we about that from any background can go for a few hours away from the parents, have the independence that they want. All art materials are going to be there, whether it's pencils, paints, acrylics, watercolors, canvas, anything creative, we're going to have all food there for them for the day, food and drink. Um, And we're just going to give them a space to truly express using creativity and art. Um, And I cannot wait. I am so excited. And one of the reasons I'm more excited than this than anything else is because it's actually given back. And Mm. I found found now when i'm and i'm going to go forward with charities and auction and donations and things like that because it actually brings me more joy to give it gives me so much more joy to give than to take mm-hmm.
0: and naturally, well, that's, naturally our family, that. that's our favorite family as our favorite family say what are we gonna say in unison the secret to living, living is, is giving, giving. Yeah. Definitely. And you are the epitome of that Samantha, honestly. And and I, I could just sit and listen to you all day, honestly. And it's so exciting. Oh my god. I mean, you you you're talking about like Tony Robbins and 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 all these incredibly inspiring, you know, you mentioned, mentioned a few of them before, Simon Sinek, Les Brown, um, Les Brown and and um, all these different people. You've got what they've got, you know. You've got but you've also got this incredible gift, your art, and this this priceless gift that you give to people. And like you say, creates happy tears. What an incredible, powerful force of nature you are actually are. I was going to say becoming, but you're not becoming. You actually are an incredible force of nature. And I am like Wow, I feel wow. like I feel like I'm in the presence of royalty to be honest. Aww. Because honestly, I'm <laughs> listening to you and I'm like, I want to come with you. Can I just like get in your suitcase and just yeah. go on your life journey? Because <laughs> I'll just like sit there wide-eyed with my jaw on the floor, applauding you with my pom-poms and cheerleading. Because but like yeah, like you know, honestly, I'm, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited. And honestly, the first time I heard you speak, I was just, you know, there's certain people who you hear speak and there aren't many that actually really truly stop me. I'll be honest. And that sounds does that sound really egotistical? No, probably not. But again, I'm at a point in my life where I only want to listen to certain people, yeah. and you are definitely, definitely one of them. And um, you, you just, are, you, I'm just so excited for you, and I'm just so honoured to be play the smallest part in that journey. It's just been you, absolutely John. amazing to talk to you, Samantha. Um, Thank you. I mean, the aim of Talk On to Walk On is to share, I've, I've written real life stories from inspirational people through the power of opening up um, and having meaningful conversations. Um, how you found courage and strength and the determination to walk on in life, and you embrace all of it. And um, you're, you know, I keep saying you're a true inspiration and an amazing example of how talking openly and about how we really feel about what's going on in our heads, what's going on in our lives, Um, you're you're the epitome of opening up and the power of sharing and the power of how to live life. And, and handle life in the best way possible even when the curveballs keep coming you you've you didn't really have room for them at the time um but you're making you've learned so much from them and you're embracing such positivity from those curveballs and and it really is insp- inspiring to I'm hoping to those who listen to this um and to, you will create a legacy um for, by everybody that you touch, really, it won't just come from the the foundation itself. It will come from that. But you, you just every time you speak, you touch somebody. I know it, um, and that will be your legacy without a doubt. So I want to just thank you so much, Samantha. And as your mum quite thank rightly you. said to you, you're going far, girl. You're going yes, to walk no far. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and, so um, much. I'm Sarah. so happy. I'm so happy. Thank you so so much. Thank you for sharing with me today. It's been brilliant.
1: thank you i'm just honored to be here and and to be a guest on your show so i deeply deeply appreciate it and i just hope your audience takes something away even if it's just one tiny thing just just that little that little extra increment of belief that that they can do what they put their mind to and, and they keep going so so
0: yeah thank you you're the epitome of how to keep walking on and following your dreams and just like you say just keep going just keep going. Oh, thank you, Samantha. It was just wonderful. Mwah. Mwah.
1: <laughs> love you lots. I love you too.
0: The simple yet powerful art of conversation and communication should never be underestimated. And I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback, either via the contact form on my website, talkontowalkon.com, or on my Instagram at michellewalters underscore. Also, I'd be thrilled if you could help the Power of Conversation message to reach as many people as possible. To help achieve this dream, and so that you never miss an episode of Talk On to Walk On, please rate, review, and subscribe, remembering that the simplest act can have the largest impact.